exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Jeremy and I went and saw uh, Jackass number two about three hours ago. Oh man, that was so great. <laughs> the, be- the best part about it was Jeremy and I were the only people in the theater for about until about five minutes before the movie started, and then a couple, and I kid you not, the couple probably mid sixties. That's what I'd guess. Yeah. Mid sixties, and they laughed harder than we did at most of the, the things. Yeah, you would think they were twelve. It was uh, so cool. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, before we get into movies, uh, a quick uh, recap of last weekend. Uh, not that I guess we really need to recap what happened last <laughs> weekend. Uh, another fantastic uh, Spartan collapse. The thing that I find amusing about it, um, and we'll probably talk about it later, is that everybody's like up in this big hubaloo uh, about uh, the Spartan collapse, the national embarrassment. Who would we be? We wouldn't be the Spartans if we didn't do that. So You know, it's, it's neat to be a, a fan of sports and everything, and especially your home team, but the Spartans, time after time, they just take us in and, and raise us up to this great level of like, oh, this is the and year. And then they crush us. This is the year, <laughs> and that's when I'm like, oh. I'd rather have like a mediocre season where they're just like kind of all right the whole time than these great, great starts of a season. And in the Notre Dame game, we had, what, 17 nothing. Uh, to start off with oh, the yeah. first quarter, oh, yeah. I knew after that first oh, quarter, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're going to screw something up. Oh, you, you see, yeah, I, I've long learned, being that I grew up in the area and I'm a third generation Spartan, I, uh, I'm i well aware of what our teams are capable and not capable of doing. Uh, I've, you know, I remember watching the Rose Bowl game in 1989, and never since then, it's, uh, it's without Lorenzo <laughs> White, it's never been the same. But uh, nonetheless, it's. I guess it doesn't really bother me as much as, you know, hearing like, this is what gets me, makes me laugh a lot in that you hear like, um, specifically there's a clip out there from a radio show in Detroit. I don't want to start naming names because Lord knows we'd get in trouble. Uh, Whatever. There's a radio show in Detroit that the guy that used to work there used to be the ticket here uh, in uh, Lansing. Um, and uh, he used to work there, but now apparently works down there. And uh, this guy freaks out. It is the best 10 minutes of radio <laughs> I have ever heard in my entire life. Um, I found the link somewhere. Uh, and uh, listen to this guy scream about all the players and all, you know, the coaching and yada, yada. What makes me funny... It, if you've ever seen people, professional radio people, the like most obese, unhealthy, chain smoking al- alcoholics you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life, uh, and they're gonna you, uh, tell other people how to play, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I don't really care. I I, I enjoyed the tailgate though. Uh, unfortunately, the tailgate was not uh, quite what I expected it to be, which I didn't even expect much. But uh, uh, one thing that was disappointing to me. And uh, obviously, it pissed me off a little bit. And I, I again, I am not the politico that uh, John Fournier is, but the <laughs> fact that be? the fact that Dick DeVos had a big tent right next to the stadium that pissed me off. Did he? Oh yeah, he I did. missed that part. Oh yeah, he did. Oh well, that's they, they, great. Yeah, I, that. <sighs> when, when when have we ever seen a big uh, Dick DeVos uh, tent at the stadium? You know, it's kind of weird timing, don't you think? Yeah, it's weird. It's almost as, it's almost as weird as all the gas prices going way down Whoa, all of a sudden. It's an election year. Yeah, yeah imagine that. So, uh, anyway, uh, that was uh, that was the weekend. <laughs> Poor weekend. <laughs> uh, my I had uh, text messages from around the country from all my friends that have since graduated moved on like uh, you're supposed to when you grow up and they're all like from from nine o'clock to like 10 30 <laughs> they're like yes awesome and then uh start getting an influx of uh, curse words yeah. uh, after that so uh coming uh movies we might as well talk about them yeah wow that's really coming through really weird uh we uh, apparently have a phone call and it's uh, tweaking with my headphones so that's uh, making me sound weird but nonetheless uh impact happy hour you're on the air what's up Hey, Brock, it's John. How you doing? Hey, John, why aren't you in the studio? I'm on my way right now. I heard it was just you and Jeremy, and I felt sorry for you, so I'm coming in. Oh, gee, well, thanks uh, Thanks for feeling sorry for us and, uh, <laughs> and blessing yeah. us with your presence. The reason I want you in here is we're going to talk about the uh, Clinton owning Chris Wallace and Fox News, uh, that oh. fantastic oh, that so clip. Good. I'm all about talking about it, but the reason why I called is because I wanted to talk to, about that Dick DeVos con. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Dick DeVos, the multi-millionaire founder, <laughs> or not founder, but uh, CEO of Amway, uh, was paying the quote-unquote volunteers $20 an hour to be there at that football game. Fantastic. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I walk. I walked proudly by uh, without a, a sticker on me. So uh, yeah. I, I figured you would appreciate that, and I, yeah. I'm glad that uh, you are coming in, so we get to get all Politico. Yeah, all of you in Radioland. I'll be in the studio shortly. See you. Fantastic. Wow. All right, we'll see you shortly, John. Yep, bye. <laughs> of course. What would it be without John Fournier? <laughs> he better. And by the way, since John's no longer on the phone, you better uh, be working on your laptop while you drive because we need your uh, news. We, That's uh, right. We didn't get him last we week. Have nothing. So uh, talk about movies anyway. Uh, movies opening this week, The Guardian. Oh, I'm so excited. Kevin Costner. Have I told you, I'm so excited about this. It looks like Top Gun with <sighs> Kevin Costner, who's you know ten times cooler than Tom Cruise and a little less crazy. And uh, Ashton Kutcher, that's you know, fine. But they're in the water. It, I'm really excited. I, I, you... I told you earlier, I'm getting really, really excited for all these crappy-looking movies. <laughs> that's all I do these days. Like I don't want anything where I'm going to have to sit there and think and you know analyze and criticize you know uh what was the other movie that we saw at the movie like a trailer or a movie poster the um oh god the guys who made wedding crashers yeah 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 i know what you're talking about uh, some, I... something about like uh like like being employed at costco or something yeah 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 employee of the month that's, that's what right called. that that looks really appealing even though it's to got my... jessica simpson in it but yeah, uh, i am the only person on the face of the planet that absolutely abhors jessica simpson i do not get the attraction well, yes true. boobs i understand but <laughs> there's lots of those uh, they attach to much smarter heads uh also a, another ashton kutcher movie opening this week open season because we need another uh computer cgi pixar style what's movie. this open season all about it's uh it's like uh, the deer and the bear here let me uh, let me give you the fantastic hollywood.com synopsis <laughs> that we always look forward to uh every every uh, week uh, a 900 pound domestic grizzly bear and his perfect world turned upside down uh, when he meets a scrawny, fast-talking wild mule deer. Aww. That is the synopsis. Thanks, Hollywood.com. Wow. So it's uh, Pixar, you said, right? Uh, basically, yeah. I don't think it is officially Pixar, but, I mean, it's done with basically the same gear. So it looks well, the Pixar same. Pixar and Disney are the same now, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Disney bought up Pixar. Yeah. Uh, opening next week, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, The Beginning. Oh, I heard about this And one. it's all about Vietnam and craziness. Yeah, uh, and cool. the, the movie we just talked about, Employee of the Month, the Dane Cook and uh, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Um, which I, again, Jessica Simpson, from what I uh, saw or heard of her in uh, Dukes of Hazard, which was another blockbuster, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Now playing uh, School for Scoundrels. The dude from, uh, what is that guy's name? He's like a Mennonite or something <laughs> from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, uh, that guy. Um... <laughs> he's not a Mennonite, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that guy's name is, uh, Napoleon died. That was him, right? He yeah. Played Napoleon. Yeah, he is in School for Scoundrels. Is also with, um, you know, show prep would be a wonderful thing. Uh, Billy Bob that. Thornton is also in that movie, uh, along with a few other people. A movie I won't see. Uh, the Science of Sleep, which is actually playing uh, in about uh, twenty minutes at yeah. uh, NCG, uh, which looks interesting. Uh, of course, uh, Jet Li's Fearless, uh, mm -hmm. Great Iron Gang, which I think. Uh, took second uh, this week. Oh, it took third because coming in at number one, the box office last weekend, Jackass number two. <laughs> I, honestly, I uh, I didn't see Jackass number uh, one in the theaters, uh, and it actually took me forever because initially I was like, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm a dude kind of dude, but that just wasn't my thing. And then I saw Jackass one. I hadn't laughed so hard in my entire <laughs> life. I was honestly looking really, really forward to this movie, and it did not disappoint whatsoever. There, there was not one skit that I didn't laugh. It was hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I can't, know. I can't even believe like the last skit, the whole terrorist skit. I can't. <gasps> yeah, we're giving things away now. That terrorist skit, like that was like uh, maybe like what a, a sixth of a movie of the movie. Oh yeah, or it was hilarious. So it was so fantastic. We had a bunch of stuff in that. Uh, also, out the Black Dahlia, which uh, Sean and uh, Doctor Marzak uh, talked about last week. Oh, did they? How'd how they like it? They thought it was absolutely terrible. Oh. So uh, I guess uh, that means it's okay. good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, huge blockbusters coming out on DVD this week. Uh, the first one, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Ooh. Uh, that's right. Uh, number two, uh, The Lake House. That's I'm with the to... Keanu Reeves oh, yeah. and Sandra Bullock. Oh, and, uh, oh that's the one where they're uh, separated by time. The most ridiculous premise ever. Uh, unless it's Harry Potter, 
Uh, <laughs> time travel does not work. Or Back to the Future. Uh, yes. And Curious George also out on DVD this week. Uh, and by the way, uh, I was telling Jeremy earlier, um, being that I am the uh, Harry Potter freak that I am, uh, they have Warner Brothers has started to release some screen caps from uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the new movie that is uh, expected to be out. I think the date is actually official. I think it's July 14th of next year. Uh, already looking fantastic. Hopefully it's not the huge letdown that uh, Goblet of Fire was for me. So I, I know your uh, fiancé is a big Harry Potter freak. She loves Harry Potter, so she's excited about this, I'm sure. She hasn't talked about it recently, so this is brand new news. Yeah, well, it's, you can uh, MuggleNet.com. Uh, I know I want to beat myself up every time I visit that <laughs> website, uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, full of comprehensive uh, Harry Potter uh, information. So, uh, and uh, that's otherwise uh, television. Not much going on. Uh, the uh, story just came through with uh, Anna Nicole Smith's uh, <laughs> son, how he died. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? Uh, it was a combination of three uh, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Uh, Lexapro, Zoloft, and uh, Methadone. <laughs> so, did, did they determine if that was a suicide or if he was just being an idiot? I would imagine you would probably, you know, I don't know. I, um, I don't know how you would determine that, but I, I don't know. They say things. Well, Lexapro and Zoloft are really coming under fire, and, and I hate to get all medical and lame, but they're really coming <laughs> under fire lately as a lot of those antidepressants are really causing a lot of, like, suicidal feelings in people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing is, is both of those are antidepressants and they screw with your brain chemistry, and then you throw in methadone, which is a super narcotic. Um, somebody was just asking me earlier, they're like, wow, isn't that like a painkiller? Yeah, it's like the ultimate painkiller. It's uh, They use it both for uh, heroin addicts, and uh, they also use it for extreme pain management. So you're throwing a bunch of depressants in your body, you're going to stop your heart. Uh, it happens pretty well. Yeah. John Fournier uh, just walking into the studio. Oh, hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, way to uh, make your presence. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you made uh, we couldn't talk about the um the clinton video without you well, i'm so. glad you waited for me <laughs> did you get the did you do the news like i told you to dude i was driving the way over. i told you to do it while you were driving well, it's impossible <laughs> well real quick here about um you know anna nicole smith's son uh reading on here they believe that it wasn't a suicide because he had previously been in the hospital for depression and back pain so that's apparently where the meds came from okay for back pain some doctor (laughs) is going to prescribe methadone for back pain that's like the most i want that doctor Doctor to the stars bro yeah (laughs) i have a headache here you go here is a fentanyl patch to put on your forehead uh, John, you do realize how much noise you're making over there, right? Yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> makes for good radio. It does. Thank you. You wanted news stories. I'm giving you news stories. Don't complain. Uh, I complain all I want. You didn't... Uh, what did you guys do as far as the... Uh, we're changing the uh, topic here a little bit. Uh, back to the Notre Dame tailgate. Uh, and I assure you we're not going to talk about the game. Don't worry about it. It's already been overdone. Uh, <laughs> what did you... I know that you guys called me. Uh, I was out drinking with some old uh, some old college buddies of mine. What did you guys... Where did you guys up going well uh we got there about i think 10 minutes before we were going to meet up with you and then uh, we got the call that you were heading out to the bar to watch the game um lame <laughs> so uh we hung around at the tailgates for a while what did we end up doing we hung around at a tailgate some random guy's tailgate by the international center <laughs> and drank and oh, then yeah, after yeah, that yeah. we went to your apartment to watch the game and then i split but you guys were heading out so- oh we went to that party by uh, Chelsea's. Oh, oh yeah. man, it was. I crazy. vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our news director, uh, Mike Hogan, he he was kind of hosting. It. He he lives next door to this party, and yeah. I remember vaguely seeing him being trashed. And uh, <laughs> he he Imagine noticed that. that once once I got there, you know, everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" And then Mike's like introducing me to people, like, "Oh, it's my friend Jeremy. Uh, he's getting married next month." And all of a sudden, I was the most popular person at this party. Like there was seriously like a little ring of of girls around me asking about getting married oh, so see, that's where that, you that's that's how to pick up chicks apparently yeah, i was gonna say you, you can, can cash lie in to them and and to, just tell them you're getting married that's right you can cash in on that it seems stuff. to me like that's strategy doomed to fail i don't know it seems like a <laughs> no movie no it's not doomed out. to fail you know why it's not why? because chicks want a challenge if they think that you are unattainable i.e getting married they will mm. do everything in their power to do uh go after you an excellent point 
I, I, hey, I, I'm not wrong. If uh, 432-3893 is the phone number right here in the studio, uh, and you can decry all my stupid theories, uh, or you can agree with me because I'm right, uh, at least on that single point. Or, of course, you can instant message us. Impact Exposure is the uh, screen name via AOL. Uh, get a hold of us that way. Why don't we do this? Let's, uh, let's take a break, and uh, we will come back and talk about... Uh, the most watched uh, video on YouTube this week by like 800,000 views. So we'll do that next on Happy Hour. It's right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. From 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to The Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week. Only on Impact Primetime. Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set, said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadylocks. I open as leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I open as leaky doors, cried the second. I open as the bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadylocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org. And from energyhog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So games at energyhog.org, I swear to waste energy, and how to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is energy. And how to you wisely log on to energyhog.org or waste not, hog not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to uh, Happy Hour right here on Impact 89 FM. Uh, John Fournier, Jeremy Whiting joining me in the studio. I love how I have to say last names now. I don't know why. And uh, another uh, former Impact bigwig who I'm afraid to even answer the phone because I know I'm just going to get chewed out. Sydney, are you there? Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Sydney. I I just had to call and say hi. And I was just uh, wondering about the tailgate you were at. Did it contain a big screen TV and something that's very illegal at tailgate? No. And Sam Zook? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Zook is very illegal at tailgates. No, no, I'm talking about, I don't know, something that involves plastic cups and... Oh, yeah, you know how many people I saw playing Flippy Cup and, and all of that? Like, yeah. They, they weren't stopping anybody on Saturday, at least that yeah, I saw. Well, I was at one right across from the International Center, and I ran into Sam Zook there, but nobody else. So, I, don't know, I haven't been up there in a while, but... Oh, that's right. Hi. Oh well, hi Sydney. Hope uh, hope. Hi. I thought you were supposed to be in like California by now or something. I was hoping to be. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, we'll work it, and, and uh, once you go there, you'll have to be yet another one of our uh, West Coast correspondents. Right. Yeah, I will be. I will be soon. I promise. All right, I'm Sydney. Just trying to make the money, you know. <laughs> uh, we no, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, see you, see Sydney. Bye. Uh, yeah, that was one thing I did notice about the tailgates. Is the only thing I saw them enforce, and I saw them tackle. They these East Lansing police, MSU. Well, I, I use the term MSU police lightly, uh, being the, the I don't want to get myself in trouble. But uh, I saw them tackle people uh, for public urination uh, about three different times. Oh it was, my god! Yeah, it was it was pretty fascinating. Wow. Uh, and here's another last thing I'm going to say about the tailgate. Remember back in the day. Uh, over in the tennis courts, I can remember um, there would be the one brave, like if it was a Michigan-Michigan State game, there would be the one brave uh, tailgate of U of M out yeah. at the tennis courts, and they would get stuff thrown at them. Dude, there were, I couldn't even count how many Notre Dame there tailgates yeah. over in the tennis courts, and we just let it happen. Well, it's probably because a lot of people don't, don't come care. out to tailgates <laughs> yeah. anymore exactly. from Michigan State because they're pretty lame usually, so... Um, <laughs> I guess that invited all the uh, Notre Dame fans. In. It was is a little a tear came to my eye. It was a little sad, uh, but nonetheless, we'll also remind you that uh, this weekend this week is homecoming, uh, which makes a little sense because we 
played here last week, but uh, it is homecoming nonetheless, and uh, we will uh, the impact will be out and about all homecoming weekend, and we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Uh, before we get to that, um, again, I reiterate this all the time. I, I'm I'm not a huge politico. I I don't. You know, like I always said, I only jo- jo- uh, joined the MoveOn.org mailing list so I could get t- tickets to see Pearl Jam and Death Cab. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the recent uh, Clinton video, which Fox News uh, shot with the Chris Wallace, which of course is the son of Mike Wallace, uh, which makes no sense to me because I-, I always thought that uh, Mike Wallace was a-, a fairly liberal guy from what I could tell uh, in his uh, reporting. Uh, but basically, they're at the uh, what was what was the name of that convention Clinton was putting out? It was the, the Clinton Global Initiative. The Global Initiative, <laughs> and the dude from Fox News asks him why he didn't do enough to kill uh, Osama. Yeah, well, the guy just launches into Bill Clinton, says well, it, the question's really loaded. Yeah, he's like, "Why did you fail in yeah. protecting America?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, Bill Clinton, I, I think he was right to totally go off on him and just be like, "Listen, you know, I did everything that I could," and I, I mean, he gets really pissed too. He's oh, like, yeah. "I've done, I did way more when I was president than the current administration has done." And uh, I thought he was going to punch him. It was oh, so dude, great. I was hoping oh, yeah. he would. I, the day that a Fox News journalist, journalist, quote unquote, gets punched on the air is going to be the day that I don't even know something great's going to happen that day outside of a journalist, Fox News journalist, being punched on the air. I, you know, I, <laughs> that's the thing. I get it. My parents are super conservative, and I know they it kills them inside to know that I'm not. Um, but I'm not that outward about it. But I get in argue with arguments with my dad all the time about the the whole liberal media thing and it's so funny it's like fox news is like pro wrestling you know what you're getting <laughs> into you know it's all fake oh yeah <laughs> i i just uh, i don't get it but yeah I, the fact that like clinton what was that line he used it was like you, you you think you're so clever with that little smirk on your face like yeah. oh yeah i thought he was gonna bitch slap the guy <laughs> oh yeah dude it was nuts it was totally nuts and uh i i will give uh fox news had no choice they had to show the video in its entirety because it got leaked to the internet or they they stupidly they put it out on the internet because they could have chopped it up and done you know total fox news style yeah but then they had to show it in its entirety well, and on, when I watched it on the internet, they had Mike Wallace. They showed maybe 10, 15 seconds of the actual interview, and then they had Mike Wallace in the studio and the Fox News anchor interviewing him about what it felt like to be yelled at by President Trump. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it must have felt terrible. He's the former president, and yeah. you're an idiot, so yeah. it must have felt terrible. Yeah, the, the guy he he never like shows his anger. He never like loses his cool. Well, he, All of a sudden he does. Yeah, and you've been the cause of that. Well, yeah. here's the thing though. Like uh, on a lot of the forums that I've been reading, um, and I've really been surprised at how many people on both sides thought what Clinton did was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, besides <laughs> the people who said he had a total temper tantrum on camera, uh, but whatever. The thing is, everybody like all the super super left wing. Uh, w- okay. I'm of the feeling that there's just as many left wing wackos as there are right wing wackos. Absolutely. So the, all the guys, all the people in the, on the very left wing are like, well, you know, why didn't why didn't Clinton badmouth the Bush administration? Da, da, da. I mean, it's like it's common courtesy. He was a former president. That's right. what you do. For, you know, just yeah. because other people ignore that fact doesn't mean that you have to you know stoop to that proverbial level. Absolutely, especially something as sensitive as I, I think the, the that subject matter is. You know, I, I I don't blame Jimmy Carter at all for coming out and saying that he wasn't in favor of. Invading Iraq, uh, just as much as I don't blame Bill Clinton for coming out and saying that he was in favor of invading right. Iraq. But there are certain, you know, as a former president, there's a certain level of decorum. And Clinton, even in berating the Fox News uh, reporter, I think kept that decorum because all he did was defend himself. Yeah, and it's been six years, and he hasn't said ba- ma- anything. basically anything. He's like the right. Finally, yeah. finally, it's kind of getting to the point yeah. where you know, I think you know, it's definitely with election season. You know, it's. Everyone, you know, is kind of agreeing it's time for a change, and uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty good that he's yeah. lending some credence to that, I think. The thing is, is I, I, I've I, spent a lot of time lately, um, I've been watching C-SPAN a lot lately, just because it's interesting to see, you know, a lot of th- stuff that's going down in legislation, you know, they're arguing the whole habeas, uh, the writ of habeas corpus thing, yep. and, uh, all, and watching that is actually, I don't know why, I guess I'm getting really old, because I'm watching <laughs> C-SPAN now. Um, I, I honestly am really getting to the point where I'm getting frightened <laughs> because of like it's you know one way or the other we're both screwed and I I just 
I don't know, man. I, this this whole this whole election thing, it just it it doesn't fly with me. I don't, yeah, it's really when you watch C-SPAN, it's just really discouraging because it's the whole. You know, you talk about decorum, and decorum has just left Washington. You know, even I think before the Clinton, the, you know, beginning with the impeachment of Nixon, or not the impeachment, but his resignation from office, downhill spiral. But even in the early '90s, there was a a, a certain amount of respect afforded and i think after the clinton impeachment it's just been absolutely terrible yeah. on both sides and it's to the point now where i think the actual amount of good policy proposed by either party has just plummeted there just isn't much good actual real legislation being put through congress and being taken seriously in congress yeah and i i don't i, I don't mean to take the show in a political you know this is supposed to be happy hour oh, i know <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be happy hour and it's supposed to be you know pop culture and stuff but you know what for for an average political kind of schmo that i am and the fact that this stuff is affecting me the way it is i mean it's got to be you know there's all the groups on campus oh and by the way <laughs> i would like the impact to sponsor uh, catch a fascist wacko day uh, on the same day that they are having to catch an illegal immigrant day. Well, uh, they, now they had uh, I saw on Facebook. Facebook, you know, the most uh, ridiculous thing. But um, <laughs> Facebook had they, they had a group catch a, a crazy yaffer day or something, <laughs> and uh, that made me smile. I yeah I uh, I, I was thought, thinking that earlier, and I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying it on the air, but I don't care. Um, no, I I just this whole season is just and it's so the thing that really bothers me is that even people common people i don't john fournier you know the political process in and out obviously uh (laughs) well you're a political theory major (laughs) you know you know a hell of a lot more than i do and it's just when stuff starts getting so blatantly obvious to lay people like me you know like wow i wonder why gas prices are plummeting uh right before the uh voting uh season happens it's it's not because there's a surplus i assure you they're not going to be like oh we have a lot more oil so we're not, we're going to stop right. making as much money as it's we It's really were. interesting if you go back a month ago OPEC or 2 months ago OPEC said which is the organization of petroleum exporting countries they said that they would not be increasing production of oil and when they increase decreased production of oil, they manipulate the price per uh, barrel of crude oil. So by putting more oil in, it lowers the price. By putting less oil in, it uh, raises the price. They said they weren't going to do anything to production. So the the supply in the world oil market has remained constant throughout this entire dip in prices. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just... I mean, um, the American people are not the, – the thing that bothers me is, is politicians, and both sides are guilty of this, think that, the, think that we uh, Joe Schmo American voters are stupid, and it, it just it, it bothers me to no end. So wow. – and I, uh, I know. I, well, I didn't say anything. I, I know. <laughs> I would say for the most part they're right. <laughs> I am an idealist. I will, I will say that much. But nonetheless, uh, YouTube, I'm sure, um, even though Fox News has demanded that uh, the Clinton video be taken down, I don't know if it's been taken down yet or not. I hope not. Uh, I <laughs> it's all over YouTube. I'm looking at six bajillion copies of it right now. <laughs> now they've had, they've had some great commentary on it, uh, too. I saw this rant by Keith Olbermann that went, what, like I 10 minutes Keith or something. Keith Olbermann's <laughs> so good. Now, that that's on YouTube, too. And really? And just had this huge, it was like a 10-minute, it was under a special comment flag. Oh, yeah. Um, 10-minute tirade about how great President Clinton was and how it was about time someone just blew up uh, at any, like, uh, crazy journalist like that. Anybody, yeah. I was... Countdown is hilarious. I was really (laughs) skeptical about Keith Overman because he used to be on Sports. I was going to say, isn't he an ESPN guy? And then he went over to MSNBC and started doing a news show, and I was like, this is another example of, like... You know, infotainment, the diluting of our news process. And he's had that show for four or five years now. I watched it about a year ago, and I was like, oh my lord, this is hilarious. (laughs) It was so funny it, i mean it's i'm not gonna call it the daily show because it's definitely a much different show than the daily show right but it takes the news and it makes fun of it yeah. and it makes fun of the media the same way that john stewart makes fun of the media and it's his delivery is great he's just so funny yeah and it's obvious i would say it's obvious though at this point that pretty much anybody with a loud mouth can get a show on the headline news seeing it glenn beck show if you've ever seen that oh my god <laughs> oh have you seen bill o'reilly's new book no it's called bill o'reilly 
cultural warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, well, we uh, we should probably uh, move on from uh, from the Politico, although I know John wants to stay. Are you done with news over there? I got a couple stories here. All right, let's I, do it. Excuse me, I have a couple stories. Thank you. Preparing for the GRE, my grammar is Dude, okay, show. this is the thing. Jeremy and I are both in graduate school, uh, and we never studied Here's- a... With, a second with for the due GRE. respect to you and Jeremy and to the MSU graduate telecommunications program, oh. I'm trying. Like I'm applying to Harvard and like UC Berkeley and U of M, and I, I need down. I need to get like a really good GRE score. And I've taken three practice exams. The first one I need to get like in the upper 600s, right? The first one I got a 510 on the verbal and a 580 on the quantitative. The second one I got a 610 on the verbal and a 690 on the quantitative, which I thought was pretty well. I took one this afternoon. I got a 480 in the verbal wah, and a 510 wah. in the. Qu- I was like, "What are you? What are you doing? Okay, Maybe you're not ready for grad school. I'm clearly not. <laughs> I, okay. I should not be accepted. I'm looking at Stu info now. I'm wondering if I could find out what my grade was because I want to know. Yeah, the, here's the thing: the GRE is like. Um, it's useless. Okay, well, okay, whoa, whoa, wait. It, what, what did you need? I need high 600s. 600s for what? Is that the Oh, I need like score? 640 in verbal and like a 680 in the quantitative. What'd you get? Yeah, I got a 630, dude. Oh, way to go, man. That's awesome. And I didn't even try or study. Exactly. Dude, I'm... Dude. Okay, here's the thing. It when has you... no predictive powers for your success in graduate school. And the way the test design is successful. terrible. You have. I, you I too, be have exception. been very successful in graduate school. Screw both of you. I've done well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting way off topic. I know. It's but I, I, I always hate to see, like, a lot of companies make a lot of money off, you know, here's how the uh, here's how to study for the GR. Like, something like the MCAT, yeah, I understand. You're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time. And the MCAT's, like, a lot of money to take, yeah, so you don't want to take bet. it more than once. But for something like the GRE, I... Dude, it's he, here's. I got a friend of mine took it over the summer. I got her GRE prep book and I photocopied it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't spend any money on that. All right. Anyway, well, we've got some crazy news stories. The first one's coming out of Pittsburgh, California, not wow. Pennsylvania. An alleged drunken motorist who brandished a pool cue while driving at a group of motorcyclists was hit by his own car after he attempted to approach the bikers on foot, authorities said. Richard Brook, 50, of Concord, was pulled to safety by the motorcyclists after his car, which he had left in reverse, knocked him onto the highway on Thursday. And the gnarly motorcyclists were nice enough to pull him off of the road. Good for the motorcyclists. Fantastic. The next story coming from London. Jack Neal briefly became the proud owner of a pink Corvette convertible uh, car after he managed to buy it for £9,000 on the internet despite being only three years old. Jack's mother told the BBC she had left her password for the eBay auction site in her computer and her son used the buy now option to complete the purchase. Ooh. Coming to us from New York, three years after the city banned smoking in restaurants, health officials are talking about prohibiting something they say is almost as bad. Cell phones. No? Oh, this is even better. What's your guess, Jeremy? You already know Oh, saturated fat. Artificial trans fatty acids. The city health department unveiled a proposal Tuesday that would bar cooks at any of the city's (laughs) 24,600 food service establishments from using ingredients that contain the artery-clogging substance commonly listed on food labels as partially hydrogenated oil. Oh, my God. Way to go, city of New York. That is lame. Um, here's one coming from Internet Land. There's no city associated this one. This one's special for you, Brock. Oh, fantastic. He may have played nerdy 8th grader Samuel Screech Powers in oh, the yeah. sitcom Saved by the Bell, but former TV geek Dustin Diamond, who we have had in studio twice here at The Impact, we have. can now take his place with Colin Farrell, Tommy Lee, and Kid Paris Rock Hilton. as the star of his very own sex tape. Yay! Everyone who remembers Diamond Aww. as a lovable putz is in for a shock once they see a 40-minute video in which he engages in a kinky three-way with two women, sources tell us. Okay, I'm going to kill myself, because Screech can get on two chicks at the same time, and, uh, yeah, okay. That's great. <laughs> anyway, great the article goes on to describe some of the sexual, uh, 
things that they do of those of you in Dude, radio you cannot land. say the words i cannot say you them but those of you in radio land who are interested the initials out. are ds oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh coming from gurney <laughs> illinois people for the ethical treatment of animals want six flags great america to scrap its halloween themed cockroach eating promotion oh i saw a that. spokeswoman for the animal rights organization said oh, the contest God. at the amusement parks fright fest is gratuitously cruel. The park in Gurney, Illinois is joining other Six Flags parks and offering unlimited line jumping privileges to anyone who eats a live Madagascar hissing cockroach. The bugs are up to three inches long. Wait, she's saying they're arguing, the animal rights activists are arguing that eating an animal is gratuitous violence? Eating an insect live. What's a cockroach who has no like functioning cognitive abilities? So why can they kill them and then eat them? Apparently, that is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. Anyway, coming from Somerset, Pennsylvania, Henrietta the chicken was living conspicuously among thirty-six thousand other birds at Brendel Farms for eighteen months until a foreman noticed she had four legs. It's as healthy as the rest, the farm's owner Mark Brendel told the Daily American. Uh, Brendel's thirteen-year-old daughter Ashley named the chicken Henrietta after the discovery Thursday. The bird has two normal front legs, and behind those, two more feet. They have a similar size to her front legs, but don't function. Ah, and the chicken drags her extra feet behind. Oh, that's adorable. That is. <laughs> adorable the next story is not so adorable pop the top and let the buzz begin cocaine the legal alternative is the latest in a long line of energy drinks fantastic it's the makers uh it's makers are hoping that people from new york and nevada will just say snow i'm sure they'll make a lot of money selling it to people who think it's something special cocaine's inventor told the new york post i can think of no other product except real cocaine that could have that effect on the public there are going to be a lot of strippers that are going to be really upset when they uh, go into 7-eleven and buy that. <laughs> well, real- there you go. Those are the weird news stories for today. By the way, yes. uh, I w- I'm currently looking at the uh, CNN.com webpage, and uh, in the latest news, mm-hmm. uh, this is the headline in the latest news uh, from CNN Money, uh, GM exec, in quotations, we need more Hummers. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> cars, cars are, in fact, in high demand. <laughs> right now, especially large SUVs. Really? Hmm. Mm, yes. yeah. well, with, with gas prices fa- falling, that's I'd... an excellent point. <laughs> I understand now. Yes. Have you seen the face of this guy who went to that Colorado school? Yeah, it's all no. plastered all over the front oh pages my of the news. God, this guy has serial killer written all over him. <laughs> Look at it. I feel really bad for what happened in Colorado, but man, this guy, somebody should have saw that coming because oh, this God. guy really looks like he's a Ugly people guy. are killers. Well, I mean, look at the pictures. Dude, it's I'm terrible. trying to. I can't find any pictures Ooh, of him. Man. Oh, yeah, there he is. Wow. Yeah, okay. And again, it's really unfortunate what happened in Colorado, and I hope that that never happens again. That guy's creepy looking. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, why don't we uh, we take a break? When we come back, uh, we will talk about uh, Jeremy's trip to uh, good old Texas. Texas? And uh, we'll figure out, being that I've never been to that state, never plan on going, uh, we'll find out why. Uh, I, I feel that way. Maybe. Uh, it's up next on Happy Hour and Impact 89FM. You're, li- You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Friday nights from 8 until 10 p.m., The Impact Flashback is your retro music alternative. Playing your old favorites from the 7 until 10 p.m., The Impact Flashback. Only on Impact Primetime. Okay, everybody, let's play Who Wants to Volunteer in Your Community? We'll start with Sam from Mobile, Alabama. Wait, hold on. I don't hear in your community. We'll start with Sam from Mobile. Because you do absolutely nothing after school but sit in front of your computer. Wait, you've been following me? Yes, we have, Sam. Yeah, that's weird. So, let's have beautiful Cynthia here. Wait, you've been following me? Yes, we Thanks, Bob. Hi, Samuel. Uh, tell you what you could be doing. Computer knowledge and volunteer to teach people after school. But I... I don't know a thing about computers, but I'd love for you to teach me, Sammy. Wow. 
Wow. I'm about computers, but I'd love for you to teach me, Sammy. Wow. Wow, indeed. Looks like we have another happy volunteer. To find out ways you can volunteer in your community, log on to Team Community. Okay. Do what you like to do. Volunteer. A public service message brought to you by the USA Freedom Corps, the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour. My name is Brock, joined by John and Jeremy. Uh, and, of course, being a star contrast to uh, last week when we had a full studio and talked nothing uh, about nothing but uh, fat girls on MySpace, uh, which I'm sure we will do a lot more of when uh, Jason and Sean uh, make their triumphant return, uh, probably next week. So we'll look forward to that. Jeremy uh, and uh, uh, someone, who else went with you? Oh, Jason and uh, Reed went down to uh, Dallas for the National Association of Broadcasters Radio. Radio show, which I've been to a couple uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, what uh, what do you think of Dallas? Uh, well, see, here's the deal. We stay at this hotel. It was uh, outside the downtown, so for most of the trip, we were just in the hotel. It was a very nice hotel. It was uh, one of the Hilton ones. I forgot what it was called, but a uh, very nice hotel. It was hot. Um, it was and hot? we also, last day, though, we did kind of venture into the downtown to see where Kennedy was shot. So <laughs> Dallas's claim to fame, something horrible for our country happened there, and uh, that's about it. Fantastic. <laughs> I just went there, too, like a month ago, and I went to Dealey Plaza, and it was like, it was, I'm glad that I did it, but it was one of those things where it was like, it's just really morbid, and, you know, I'm glad I went there, and I'm glad that I learned about it, and I'm glad I'm sucks. It's a really important piece of American history, but it's just really weird being there. Why is it know? so weird? Well, they've got, you. they have the window that Oswald shot Kennedy out of, and it's marked, and you can look out there, and they have white Did X's. Oswald shoot I, Kennedy? Oswald shot Kennedy. <laughs> Shut up, dude. They've got the white X's on the road where, like, Kennedy was shot. So it's, like, super morbid. It's way morbid. Yeah, and it's a like, little part of town. It's all just devoted to that. Yeah. Which, I think Plaza it's cool is actually really nice. The whole plaza there, it's really nice. But, Jeremy, <laughs> you were saying that everything was closed at, like, 3 o'clock. Yeah, this, this is true. It was a Friday. And I don't know what's, what's with Dallas. I don't know what Dallas's problem is with us. But uh, everything was closed. Like, all, all that was open were, like, just crappy places to eat. That's it. You know, there was nothing else downtown. I don't know. Kennedy's just Brain area. Cafe. You know, they had the museum open. <laughs> what? Kennedy's I'll... Brain Cafe. <laughs> you know, he has surviving family members. It's terribly no. insensitive. Now they're offended. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. Like Ted Kennedy? <sighs> yeah, but he, he's always wasted. He won't care. Carolyn Kennedy? Anyway, uh, and and for those of you, uh, the the National Association of Broadcasters basically is a conference where you where us measly little college radio kids get to go all across the country. Like I went to San Diego or uh, where else in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and uh, you know, like the CEO of Clear Channel, MS Infinity, like all those guys are there uh, doing their spiel. And mm. Whoopi Goldberg was at your NAB show, and you didn't even see her. She technically wasn't at the NAB show; she was at the R and R show, which but is co-located with NAB. You guys didn't get in. Nice. No, we had access to it. We uh, truthfully forgot about it. I when I was <laughs> on Goldberg. it's dining on Star Trek. Dude. That's right. And when I was in uh, when I was in San Diego, I made a point to see John Tesh when he was there. So Ooh. who is it that we saw? Del who? Del McClinton. Del McClinton was at the one. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing oh, ever. Oh well, man! I was able to see Troy Aikman. <laughs> was at nice. one of the sessions, and he talked about his Ford dealership in Dallas that you can buy a car from him, and um, also from uh, the Blues Brothers and uh, Booker T and the MGs. Steve Cropper was there and played with uh, a wonderful cover band, which uh, we won't That's go cool. into. Um, it wasn't that wonderful. Well, he, that's about it. Yeah, that's too. Like Reed, he used, was really great. Reed used to say that we, we'd get to go to those things, and bands like Cheryl Crow would open. You know, Cheryl yeah. Crow are like big names, and oh. uh, that would broadcasting been sweet. is a declining business, yeah. as is indicated by our listenership right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just because of me. Oh. <laughs> that's uh, true. If you haven't noticed, uh, it is uh, the week of homecoming here on campus at Michigan State University. Uh, Forever Green is the theme, and uh, the ma- the uh, the Grand Marshal. 
commercial uh, this year of the parade is who? Kermit. It's it Kermit is Kermit the Frog. The frog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, th- there is a huge list of everything going on. There's been things going on all uh, week long. Uh, as a matter of fact, the students were building the floats today. Um, and uh, tomorrow... How, how, wait, I have to interrupt. How did our uh, float come out, John? <laughs> Dude, don't look at me. It's a team effort. I don't know. I just remember someone saying they were spearheading the uh, float campaign this year. Somewhere oh, in the that's... summer. Yeah, we were, we were going to have an impact this. float of robots, now, as is... I recall. <laughs> I, I, this has been two let's... years in the making. Oh, excuse This has been four years <laughs> in the making. Yeah. I have wanted to have a float for the impact that's a bunch of robots <laughs> with guitars and drums, so it's a robot band, and when the float moves, their heads spin around and sparks shoot out of their heads. <laughs> and, like, I totally want to do that, but there's a lot of technical things no, that I'm see, not too... See, last year we had problems for uh, Welcome Week, just uh, constructing, a, uh, like, a spinning wheel that didn't kill or hurt people. <laughs> Which, um, eventually it did. So I'm pretty sure kill robots spinning I mean. with uh, sparks coming out of their heads right. might we be We made a, little... a good Plinko board this year. It wasn't bad. Coming. It was not bad. Uh, the available uh, <laughs> list of schedule for the homecoming events is available homecoming.msu.edu uh, the impact will take part in the parade which happens uh, starts at 6 o'clock on uh, Friday tomorrow night uh, and uh, my dad will be here Ooh. Be begins at the uh, intersection of Abbott and Bircham uh, at the East Lansing Hannah Community Center and goes all the way to like around Wharton Center yeah, yeah. somewhere there as I recall I am, I am East. East it ends in the I am East field so uh, and there's also uh, a number of TBD things, uh, obviously to be determined, like the homecoming jam, and that's all it says. Uh, there is, uh, of course, the MSU Alumni Association's Green and White pregame brunch. Um, all the things like social science homecoming tent tailgate, packing, uh, packaging alumni association homecoming tent. Basically, whatever department or whatever school you graduated from or go to, there will be a uh, tailgate. Uh, as a matter of fact, at the uh, Communications Arts and Sciences Building, uh, the impact will be out there for the com arts uh, tailgate which we look ever forward to and hopefully uh we will not get killed by the uh line uh <laughs> hopefully uh the spartan spectacular is uh a saturday night the breslin student events center uh the music msu music department featuring the uh, spartan marching band drumline's your brother doing that uh yeah he's in marching band so i'm sure he is the msu wind symphony the msu jazz band uh, and uh, a number of uh, faculty members uh, and singers. So, uh, Also, Truth, Justice, or The American Way at the Fairchild Theater, that would be the Second City Touring Company. Uh, of course, Second City um, is, uh, in Chicago, more prominent. I think th- there's a Second City in Detroit, isn't there? There yep. is. But all the famous people came from the Chicago one, i.e. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley, uh, Dan Castellaneta, Stephen Colbert, uh, I Stephen just found Stephen Colbert, out. yeah, he did come from yeah. that one as well. Uh, that is happening on Saturday night at the Wharton Center, wartoncenter.com, for more information there. So uh, and other than uh, the tailgate, the parade, and all that's going on for the game, what else do you guys have planned for this weekend? Oh, of course, we have the Impact alumni. The Impact alumni, that's yeah. pretty much all I have planned for this weekend. Oh, you can look forward. The the, uh, <laughs> the radio station will be completely inundated and taken over on Saturday. Uh, I know Jeremy, Jeremy and I will be broadcasting live from the tailgate. Yep, Yeah. in the morning we'll be broadcasting from the tailgate, and then in the evening we'll be having the alumni exposure show um, at a time I'm not sure yet, but uh, Saturday evening. Uh, all the alumni come back, and uh, our old friend Larry Marasco hosts... Oh, yes. uh, uh, he used to what? He used to be a sports guy here, right? Yep. Yes, he hosts sports rep. He uh, he hosts the alumni exposure where all the the old guys come in and reminisce about days of yore. So fantastic! And the game starts at noon, right? Noon? I believe so. So should be over by three. Uh, I would expect that that show will probably be like 5 o'clock or something. But nonetheless, look for the impact uh, on Friday at the Homecoming Parade. We always have all sorts of stuff, uh, and uh, except for they probably won't let us throw candy. That's always the big thing every year. Everybody always wants to throw candy, and we get in trouble for it. So East Lansing! Arrgh! It's all your fault. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, other than that, uh, not too much uh, going on in the way of uh, MSU this weekend. Uh, movies that uh, that are coming out, like we said, uh, The Guardian and Open Season, really the only ones uh, opening. The Science of Sleep, 
uh, also kind of doing a special thing tonight at NCG. I think right? so, we yeah. See. I think we had uh, promo tickets for that. So, you know, if you're listening, I think you uh, lost your chance already. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's still going Oh, but on. you know what? Why don't we do this? Um, uh, John, <laughs> our, uh, our, our our friend who gives us things to give away, um, we were just talking about Second City. Uh, Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, Tina Fey, all part of uh, Second City. We have a pair of tickets to see that comedy theater uh, troupe uh, this Saturday night, 9 o'clock at the fair child theater that is within the uh, wharton center uh at a, the uni- uh, university activities board bringing second city to msu to cap off homecoming week for more information on the show you can visit www.whartoncenter.com uh i'd say uh, third caller at uh, 432-389-3 pick up t- t- tickets to go see uh second city uh truth justice or the american way uh, I just recently went to the Second City in Chicago. Uh, fantastic. It's always packed in there, and the shows are always at, like, midnight for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, but it's good times. You know, Brock, I had two things um, that I wanted to mention on the show because I think that people might be interested. First of all, uh, I was reading a story last week that Mel Brooks is developing Spaceballs into a... We talked about it last week, yeah. Never mind. And then the second one... <laughs> no, you can a, finish it. Finish an it. An animated ahead. cartoon, a, yeah. t- a children's cartoon. Yeah, but you know what channel it's going to be on? What? G4. Oh, uh, that might be interesting. That would, yeah. If it's not going to be Saturday morning, maybe they'll yeah. be a little more risque. Yeah, I don't for know. Sure. And second of all, guess who uh, did the James Bond theme for the new Bond movie? Oh, please tell me it was Limp Biscuit. No. Oh. Chris <laughs> Cornell. Really? And it's terrible. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Soundgarden fan. I don't like Audio Slave because I don't like Tom Morello. Um, but uh, I, if you've ever seen that episode of Saturday Night Live where uh, Soundgarden played and it was whatever record, it was like down on the upside or whatever, the guy singing, it's so painful you can't even watch it. Um, but yeah, that is, I thought he was in the movie too. Really? Yeah. He maybe, I don't know. That's what I had heard. So Maybe. they did. They have a history of putting their musicians in the Bond movies, so I wouldn't be surprised. Really? Like yeah. who else? Madonna. Was Ugh, that's the only one. She I doesn't can really count as a musician. <laughs> Wait, true. Madonna. What what Bond movie was she in? She was in uh, Die Another Day, and she was the fencing instructor. Oh, see, I've I haven't even really seen. It's a good Bond movie, man. I have heard that people uh, are actually like the new Bond movie looks better than everybody expects it to be. I hope it is. You know. You know what I was going to ask you about, though? Something uh, even more nerdy than uh, James Bond. Uh, how are things coming with the new Star Trek movie? Well, there's been some conflicting reports coming out. Uh, <laughs> Matt Damon was originally rumored to have been cast as Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Oh, Captain fantastic. Kirk, which I thought, actually, I think that would be pretty good. But his, uh, they cleared up the rumors. His agent... Uh, or his, the company that represents him came out and publicly said that they hadn't been contacted, that, in fact, they had made phone calls to Paramount, but they had not received any phone calls from Paramount, which is interesting considering the fact that Greg Grun, uh, Grunberg, who Greg Grunberg, excuse me, who is good friends with J.J. Abrams, who's the, the new head of Star Trek, has starred in everything J.J. Abrams has ever done, um, has said that he's had conversations with J.J. Uh, Abrams and that there is A-list Hollywood talent banging down the door to be in the new Star Trek movie. So, you know, up, right now, that's the only news that's come out in the last month. But... Okay, so, um, what? Uh, A, what is the premise of the movie, and B, when is it expected to be out? It's expected to be out in about two years, uh, so oh, summer of 2006. And, well, that's summer of 2006? Or summer of 2008, sorry. And... Um, the premise right now is that it's going to be like something to do with Tribbles? Kirk. No, oh. something to do with Kirk and Spock when they first meet, either in Starfleet Academy or in their first mission on the Enterprise, or something like that. Is there going to be a love connection? I hope so between Spock and Kirk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so otherwise, that's all you've heard. Uh, that's all. There's been no news in the last couple of weeks about it, which is odd because there was a while there where stuff was st- steadily coming out. Oh, so. and uh, Jeremy and I uh, seen Jackass today. What was that preview with Sam L. Jackson? And oh, uh, I don't know what it was called, but it had snakes in the title. It had it snakes in the title. On a t- t- plane, but here, here seems to be the general premise of a movie. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, he's this old guy, and he walks out of his house one day and finds Christina Ricci. Half naked. Half naked on the, on the road of a highway, uh, beaten up. So he takes her into his house and chains her up and teaches her about the Lord or the ways of good. Yeah, because um, she goes crazy and, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> the, the whole previous line, just people coming to his house like, um, I don't think you can do that. He's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, Samuel L. Jackson. What are you going to do about it? It is, like, abs- right. is, it is, is it, absolutely is it, is it the most... Black re- Snake Moan? Yes, yes it is. Yes. Black a Snake go- Moan. A God-fearing blues man, Samuel L. Jackson, takes a wild young woman who, as a victim of childhood sexual abuse, looks everywhere for love, never quite finding it. It's completed. When's it coming out? It says it's coming out in 2007. So I don't know if this is supposed to be a heartfelt piece or just pure comedy. Oh, dude, it's, it it's, it's got the... JT in it. It's got Justin Timberlake. Oh, he's <laughs> bringing sexy back. in the title, so I don't know. That's well, awesome. It's brought to us by the same people who brought us Reservoir Dogs, so... Oh, really? I would assume there will be lots of gratuitous violence and fantastic ear-biting, uh, hopefully. <laughs> But Samuel L. Jackson, he's just built up this name. I, it's like a cult following now. Anything he does, people will go and see it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, you know, snakes on a plane. <laughs> I can honestly say I still have yet to see it, but uh, I know I'm missing out. I understand. Something. I understand. It's okay. Uh, and quickly, we, we well, quickly, we have uh, five minutes to burn, basically. Uh, I, have, what, I have heard nothing but good things. We don't usually talk about uh, TV uh, very often because generally there isn't much on TV. Uh, but I have heard nothing but absolute rave reviews about uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Right, here's it is the deal. amazing. I, I went to Comcast to get my DVR because of it because I was afraid some days I might not be home to watch it. Is it really that good? I don't know. Like, it's... I really like it a lot. Um... Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't watch much TV, um, but that's one of the. It's shot in film. Uh, the dialogue's very witty, and it's you know if you liked the the good years of SNL, it kind of reminds you of that because they're what on are the, the set. good years? It, it's a matter of <laughs> a opinion, but like the good the good <laughs> sketches and stuff. I don't know. Here's <laughs> my impression. I didn't see the the. There have been two episodes. I didn't see the last episode. I watched the pilot actually with Jeremy. Um, and Aaron Sorkin and Tom Schlame, his name's Tommy Schlame, um, are the two guys who they have combined for a number of shows. They did Sports Night. They're the ones behind the West Wing. They're behind Studio 60. And Aaron Sorkin wrote uh, and, I believe, produced The American President, starring Michael Douglas and Annette Bening, which is a great movie. Um, you, there's a definite Aaron Sorkin, Tommy Schlame style and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I was a huge fan of Sports Night. I was a huge fan of The West Wing. But to, I watched the pilot for Studio 60, and it just blew me away. It was it well-acted, well-written, well-edited, well-shot. I mean, there's just nothing wrong with it. What uh, what uh, network is it on? Is it an ABC? It's NBC. NBC? Which is funny because the show is about the... Um, these two guys, Matthew Perry and I can't remember the na- other actor's name. He starred in the as Josh Lyman in the West Wing. They're a writer producer or writer director combo, and they get hired on like in kind of a split decision to be the new heads of this show called, you know, Friday Night Studio Sixty. Well, Studio, yes, yeah, that's right. That's a good call. Studio Sixty, <laughs> and it's an SNL type show, and it's on a network called NBS. And nice. the, the well, whole even... plot is the show has the writing on the show has gone downhill, and like it's been censored, and it's all really safe, and they don't take any risks, and the show sucks now. So it's like a caricature of Saturday Night Live on NBC, and then they make like this separate. A show about it and about how two, these two guys are going to come in and make it better. But even you didn't see the second episode. They I even reference that. they reference Saturday Night Live. They were talking about really? uh, they're deciding who gets what office, and they oh, were really? like, "Oh, I'd rather sit in Lauren Michaels' office than this office." And yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's that's really funny. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, I that might be a show. I actually make it a point to uh, to check out. I was really glad when the West Wing went off the air because that meant there were no... I loved that show, and I was sad to see it go, but that meant there were no television shows on TV that I like had to watch. And now Studio 60 is on, and I feel like I have to watch that show. <laughs> and I'm disappointed and elated at the same time. <laughs> Well, uh, don't forget this week, of course, being Homecoming. Uh, quickly, a few movies that are coming in the weeks to come. Uh, I saw The Grudge 2 is on the way. Uh, I never saw the first Grudge. Uh, I probably won't see this one. I don't, it just doesn't... I can't in- believe that would be any good. No, uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're another. Uh, Driving Lessons, uh, October 13th. Driving Lessons uh, starring Rupert Grint. Uh, who ha- also happens to play who in Harry Potter? Oh, come on. 
Ron Weasley. He's Ron oh. Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, also uh, starring. I knew that. Uh, God, what's her name? Uh, it's, it's starring the uh, the uh, his mother in the Harry Potter movies too. I don't even remember her name. Uh, but that is on its way, uh, which I'm sure will be absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Infamous coming out. Uh, the Marine. This is hilarious. Uh, starring Matt Damon, whom we were speaking of earlier. How many how many movies can you think of off the top of your head would this be the premise for? This is the synopsis courtesy of Hollywood.com. A Marine reunites with his wife but finds himself back in action when she is kidnapped. Isn't that like every Rambo movie? Yeah, that sounds like 80 movies that I can <laughs> think of. Man, that's disappointing because Matt Damon usually makes really good movies. Yeah, it is, it is too much. Uh, and by the way, uh, Holly is telling me that I know way too much about Harry Potter. Uh, it's but true. You know what, Holly, uh, you can shut up. Because it's almost should creepy. be on the show. Yeah, she never comes to our parties or never hangs out with us anymore because she's too good for us. So uh, I guess uh, she can deal with that. That's true. Uh, the Basement uh, coming up next two hours. Local music. I see uh, Amanda over there. Of course, you could come in the studio and preview what's coming up, but you're not gonna. Too so, lazy. She's too lazy. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, we will send it over to them. Thanks for listening. Enjoy uh, homecoming weekend. We will hopefully uh, be speaking to you next week uh, again with the uh, the likes of Jason. Nick. Not that you guys aren't funny or anything. Uh, no, we're not nearly as we're not as <laughs> without those guys. I, you know, and I haven't been on a show with them yet, so I'm really excited. Oh, I hope I make it. You have to make sure that Marzak is here uh, so Jason can make fun of his Jaguar. Uh, yeah, he had to go down to North Carolina this weekend, oh, so yeah. that's why he wasn't here. He t- sent me a text message though saying he was sorry. Fantastic. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you all again next week. Stay tuned for the basement. That is next. It's right here on Impact 89 FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.